Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. Halloween time continues, my favorite season. I'm so glad you're here today because today we have one of my great friends, Alyssa Day, on. She's a New York Times bestselling author, and she's just fantastic. So I can't wait for you to meet her. And if you haven't read her yet, you're in for a huge treat. We're going to be talking about her newest book that's coming out and uh, we'll also be talking about Atlanteans and all kinds of things. So um, I'll introduce you if you haven't read her yet. Alyssa Day is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author with more than a million books sold. She's a huge deal, guys, all filled with kissing, laughter, mystery, and magic. Alyssa's paranormal series include the Vampire Motorcycle Club, Pacific Warriors, and Cardinal Witches Paranormal Mysteries, and the Tiger's Eye Mystery Paranormal Mysteries. In the Alyssa Day book, the good guys and gals always win and happily ever after always prevails. Alyssa's many awards include the RWA's prestigious Rita Award for Outstanding Romance Fiction and the RT Reviewer's Choice Award for Best Paranormal Romance Novel of 2012. Her books have been translated into a zillion languages, but she's still holding a Before she became a full-time writer, Alyssa graduated summa cum laude from law school and practiced as a lawyer in three different states for more than a decade. She is also a past president of Romance Writers of America. I was lucky enough to serve on her board. She was so fantastic writing that ship. And I put a link to her website right there on the blog site. If you're listening live, you can click it and sign up for her newsletter. She puts out news about releases, free stuff, pictures of her dogs and her baking. Not of her dogs baking because that would just... And her dogs, oh my gosh, adorable. So follow her on Twitter and Facebook, everyone. So after that big intro, are you there, Alyssa? Hey, hi, Lisa. Hi. So exciting to have you on the show. And now we're on the same coast because I moved to Florida. (laughs) I know. It's lovely to have you here. I'm hoping we're out of quarantine soon so I can come visit. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That would be so fun. And it's raining again today here. Is it raining up where you are, too? Not yet. We usually get it every afternoon this time of year. Welcome to Florida. (laughs) I know. Yeah. We got here and it rained almost every day. I thought, this is not the sunshine state. (laughs) Well, it's, just it's mostly marketing. sunshine. We just get, uh, yeah, we just get the the afternoon intense shower. So. <laughs> Very intense. <laughs> so you have a new book coming out that I am so excited about because, spoiler alert, I got an early copy, so I can tell you how fantastic it is. But can you tell everybody why they should pre-order Bane's Choice today, the new Vampire Motorcycle I'm so excited about this new series. It's so much fun. It's an idea I had in my mind for maybe five years before I finally wrote it. And it's it's just fun. It's uh it's about a group of vampires who decide the best way to hide that they're they are vampires, that there are vampires is to be right out in the open about it. And so they call their motorcycle club the Vampire Motorcycle Club. Because who would believe that, right? <laughs> Right. And the, Best way to hide, uh, the right? leader of <laughs> Exactly. And the leader of the club is a three hundred year old vampire uh from England who's gotten to the point where he just doesn't care about anything or anyone. 
Um, and then he meets someone that he kind of can't help but care about, and it's an it was an awful lot of fun watching him make that journey from just cold, hard heart to what is happening to me to, wow, I'm totally in love with this woman. <laughs> and is, is the woman um, human or is she a vampire? No, she's a human doctor that he meets when he uh, goes to the hospital to try to rescue one of the only human friends he has in the world. And uh, he comes in and takes her patient right off the table and disappears with him. So Dr. Ryan, I bet she doesn't like that. She's a little bit, yeah, she thinks she must be losing her mind. (laughs) So I have to ask because he's British vampire. Did you, all the spike lovers out there, are they going to fall in love with (laughs) Ains? You know, I never even thought of that while I was writing. That's so funny. I just read something um, about a friend of mine's book that everybody was comparing her vampire to Spike. But Bane has been in the U.S. for way too long to even sound British anymore. So I'm sorry. There's, oh, okay. There's not oh, a lot okay. of bloody this or arse that. <laughs> Darn, Okay. <laughs> but I can tell you all that that he is extremely hot, so you won't be you won't be sad that there's no accent. <laughs> He's a lot of fun. So, I had a lot of fun um, mas- matching up her complete independence as a doctor with his "I am the boss, you will do what I say" sort of approach, and they were clashing all the time. So, are they like is it enemies to lovers? Not really. They were never enemies. Um, She's just taken out of her ordinary life. Ryan considers herself to be very reliable, dependable, and lives kind of an ordinary dull life. You know, she's never the life of the party. She's never the wild, adventurous one. And all of a sudden, she's introduced to this world where everything is like a complete fantasy. She's stepped into mythology, vampires, and, and she finds out there are werewolves and you know, and warlocks, and it's all like she, I don't know, fell into a Halloween movie, and it's real, so it's a lot of fun watching her wake up to that world and decide whether she should run for her life or not, but then (laughs) her patient is there and needs her help, so the doctor side of her takes over from the I'm scared to death human side of her, which is an interesting balance to write and to watch happen. Yeah. And I gotta, I gotta ask is, is there's more in the motorcycle club, right? More of us soul girls could fall into a land where there's vampires and werewolves. The, no, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the first part of that. You clicked out. Oh, yeah, that that um, there are more uh, others, I guess, paranormals in the motorcycle club that are looking for dull, normal girls, right? All fall through the looking <laughs> glass and have werewolves and vampires. That's, that's interesting because he, in fact, lives in a mansion with uh, family, his sister, um, and two men he considers his brothers, and they're all vampires. But none of them consider Ryan to be dull or ordinary at all. Because, as they like to say, usually when they tell people they're vampires, there's more running and screaming. <laughs> and she just sort of took it in her stride. So they're all pretty impressed with her. 
<laughs> I love. And this will be a series, right? It is. Uh, that's a a good reason for people to jump in now because this is book one of the series. And so it sets the world, it sets the mythology, and you get to meet some very hot and hunky vampires who are also in the world. Um, And they're going to be fun to write in upcoming seasons. And in fact, Hunter, the human firefighter who died in a fire rescuing a child, or was burned almost to death in that fire, and then became vampire, is uh, the hero of book two. And I love that name, Hunter. Yes, in the beginning of book two, Hunter is having a lot of hard times adjusting to life as a vampire. And then he meets a woman who can see ghosts. So there's a lot of sparks there. Oh, yay. And how many books are planned? Do you know? I've got the first trilogy mapped out already, and then we'll see how it goes. I think I could write books in this for a long time. There's so much fun to write. Yay. Well, and for everyone out there, I, I give I give this plea often, but please go buy the book. Because as an author myself, I can tell you that publishers decide how many books will be in a series based on how many people are buying the books. So readers out who are going for it to be finished, and then I'll buy the whole thing. It'll never get finished. So everybody buy book one because that's the publisher. Maybe we need six books, not three, right? Exactly. Pre-orders, pre-orders count for a lot. And this is at very reasonable price point um, for, you know, for traditionally published books. So go out there, buy one, buy five, buy seven, buy them for all your friends. <laughs> Give them away. It's Halloween presents. <laughs> yes. And it's just in time for Halloween. So everyone go buy this vampire book. It's so fantastic. I promise. And also, you're not doing. It's, I think the most. I think it's the most romantic book I've ever written. the the um, The love story, the 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 love story between the two, is just really central to the book. And usually, I'm all about sword fights and action, and there's plenty of that. But uh, but it's a very romantic book as well. I love that. And. Also, uh, when you're not writing for publishers, you're also a big-time indie publisher, and that's where your Atlantians are now, right? That other series that you write? That's right. I have the Poseidon's Warriors Paranormal Romance Series and also a Paranormal Mystery Series, the Tiger's Eye Mysteries, um, that the star of that is a tiger shapeshifter who – was such a huge reader favorite in my original Atlantis series that everybody kept asking me to write his book, write his book, write his book. And I decided to give him a whole series. So he's a private detective oh in this series. And it's just I a blast it. to write. And they're so funny. So all my reviews are things like, I fell out of bed laughing. My family thinks I'm crazy. I was laughing so hard. Or one I just got that a woman said, you're going to have to cross your legs if you're a certain age. And you know why, ladies. <laughs> wow. So now there's a testimonial. Yeah. <laughs> Alyssa Day, making people wet themselves. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Alyssa Day, cross your legs. <laughs> but but really, in a year like this, don't we need happily ever after, and don't we need to be able to laugh and 
and see yes. swoon-worthy romance. It's more important than ever, I think. For sure, yeah. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I was so um, crushed with anxiety. It was really hard to write, and, and it was readers who kept, you know, they remind you that we need we need happy endings more than ever now. And now I really feel like, you know, what we do is very important, especially right now while people are staying inside, you know? It's really true, and it's uh, and it's an escape. It's a respite from the, from the troubles of the world. And I put a little note at the beginning of my books that say, um, you know, because my readers always write and say what a wonderful escape my books are. There will be no pandemic or coronavirus in my books. We want just to be able to escape for a little while to some place where, no matter how bad things get, they're going to turn out all right in the end. And I, I think that's that. the the gift that storytellers give people. For sure. And as a writer, how have you been um, writing during the pandemic? I've been I've been asking everyone because everybody's been really different about how they how they you know get through it and get creative. How how has it worked for you? Well, as you mentioned in the intro. <laughs> I was president of RWA for six months of this year, and uh, that was we were on fire. impossible to write during that time. I barely, I barely got one book finished because I was spending forty to fifty hours a week on that. And um, but now, since I've turned over the reins happily, <laughs> I've been just writing like crazy, and it's great. I mean, I'm having just wonderful. The muse is back. And it feels great. But I do have Yay. to not watch the news or read the news in the morning before writing day. Or I'll sometimes get so anxious that I can't. I just want to put my head under a pillow and right. there. <laughs> right. And just hide. <laughs> well, what can you tell us about the Poseidon Warriors? That was actually the first series where I discovered Alyssa Day. And, and now you're putting them out you know, on your own, what, what's your plan for that? You have another one coming out soon, don't you? Or did it just come out? I, I do. What I did was um, I decided to have a year of Atlantis with the next, the next generation of warriors. And uh, it's been fun because whereas the first Atlantis series was all the, you know, the elite cream of the crop warriors with the king and his brother, the prince, this one is sort of the misfits. <laughs> and so, so the people in Atlantis call them the deadbeat dozen or whatever. And they're people who are not necessarily who you would want to be in your elite guard and a warrior unit. But then they all rise to the challenge and they all just become the people they were meant to be getting over past trauma or, you know, a life of playboy drunkenness or whatever it was. And meet some really interesting, strong, and paranormally gifted human women along the way. And I'm on, uh, let's see, January through May is out, and June in Atlantis is coming up next, probably, I think, beginning of December. Oh, yay. And I love, I love, um, as a reader, I love seeing, you know, transformation of characters into who they were always meant to be, or when they become that person that everybody else knew that they were, but they finally see it. Oh, I eat that up. So this sounds perfect. 
<laughs> the deadbeat puzzle. I love that too. And I, I love that too. And I love themes of redemption. I have a lot of people who have gone to bad places or done bad things, but I feel like everyone can find redemption. And uh, and that's a lot of fun. And then I do little holiday novellas in there that are just fun. You know, like I have Halloween in Atlantis, which is a little short story about when the warriors encounter things like jack-o'-lanterns for the first time because now that Atlantis has risen to the surface and they're interacting with humans. <laughs> and so it's like, why is your fruit glowing? Is, it, is there a demon in it? No, it's a jack-o'-lantern. And so there's, there's a lot of room to play and have fun with that. Oh, I love that. So I always ask everyone, um, and I know, I, I know because I know you, but I know people listening would be really interested in what was your writing journey because you were really entrenched in being there. And what made you suddenly decide, you know, I think I'm going to write a paranormal romance about an Atlantean. I mean, what, <laughs> what was your journey like to becoming a published writer? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, was sort of left turns. I was a trial lawyer for a decade. And then after 9-11, my husband, who flew for the Navy, was one of the first, his squadron was one of the first sent out. And it was a terrifying time. I was, you know, walking the floors at 3 a.m. I had a baby and a toddler and a full-time job as a lawyer. And I'm wondering who's shooting at my husband's plane. And I thought I should write a book about how hard this is to be a military family at wartime. And uh, so I did, <laughs> and it sold, and they sent me on a cross-country media tour at the same time that we were having change of duty station from Seattle to Florida, and so I thought, well, oh my God. I don't have a job in Florida yet. I'm going to try being a full-time writer, so I started right because I'd wanted to write since I was a kid, like most of us who are writers. It's always been my dream, and so I gave it a shot and started writing novels, and it's just worked out. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. More fun than being a lawyer, That's, i got to tell you that. Right? Lawyers don't always get happily ever after. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> so when you started writing, um, did you find RWA? Did you find critique groups for the new people who are writing out there? You know, what, what did you find to help you get started for fiction? I did join Romance Writers of America. They were having a conference in Seattle um, right after 9-11, in fact, in October. And uh, I just thought, you know, life is too short. This has always been my dream to write. And I've always said later, later, later. And uh, I don't want to wake up one day. My life is over. And I think, oh, if only I had tried. So I joined RWA. I had had sold my nonfiction book. And then I sold... um, social what it was called chiclet at the time and um, my book launched a line for a publisher a new trade paperback chiclet line so that was fun and then I rode that way for a little while but unfortunately the chiclet genre died pretty fast (laughs) right and so I was either going to go back to being a lawyer or I was going to find something else to write and so I looked at what do I love to read what movies do I love to watch what what things do I love to study and it was all mythology, paranormal, supernatural, ancient history, and it all came together in Atlantis. Love it. And when you first uh, started writing that, I, 
I had read, of course, you know, Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles and um, Christine Feehan's Dark series. And when you were coming up with this Atlantis series, um, where did that come from? Had you always been fascinated with Atlantis? I always had. In fact, my mom reminds me that when I was a little girl, I told her I was going to grow up and either be a famous explorer and discover Atlantis or be a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) So now I can say I've done both in my writing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I've never heard that story. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, I was an odd child. And now you've done both. (laughs) Now I've done both. You know, life goals. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And I've been a vampire and I've been a fey lord and <laughs> that's the that's the fun of writing though, isn't it? We can do everything we want to do. I've been an international jewel thief. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the things that we we research, I always I always remind my husband, you know, if anything happens to me, you delete that history in my in my browser. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I already figured the FBI has multiple files on me. I'm always researching, how do I blow up this? How do I burn down that? Yeah, how do you get rid of a body? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All these things writers need to know. (laughs) It's useful, though. When my daughter went off to college, I tell the boys, if they ever think about hurting you, that your mother is a writer and they will never find their body. Truth. So true. <laughs> and she's like, Mom, the other mothers don't talk like this. <laughs> oh, those other mothers. <laughs> they wish they my, could hide a body. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, my kids grew up with, Mama, how's the writing going? And I tell them, raise the body count. And so my daughter, when she's grown up, she, anytime, she, anytime I say, oh, this book's going slow, she goes, oh, it's time to raise the body count. I'm like, you know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing raises tension like finding a dead body, you know? <laughs> well, our kids grew up with us writing, right? My kids, because Judd was always on deployment mm-hmm. with the Navy, so they went to all the RWA conferences with me. They grew up with my, with my fans and with my books. So, this weekend, my son was home from law school, and he helped me plot uh, some of my upcoming mystery because he oh, has read the it. books and loves the books, and it comes up with ideas for me. And he's like, "I said, yeah, but how can how can this guy die in such a way?" Dot dot dot. And uh, he said, "Oh, what is this?" And it was the perfect solution. So you know, yay! <laughs> yeah, you're raising the next generation. That's so cool. Exactly. So um, what's next for you? I mean, I know what's next is next week this book comes out, and that's going to be huge. But what are you working on now? What are you writing? Um, so I have after the this the Bain's Choice comes out, which by now pre-order, you're going to love it. <laughs> um, yes, everyone I'm go get it. On yeah, I have uh, two more of the Tiger's Eye Mysteries coming out yet this year, including A Dead End Christmas, which is going to be a blast. Um, and I'm continuing on with my June, July, August, all the way through December of the Warriors of Poseidon as those come along. The original idea was that would all be out in a year, but that was vastly over-optimistic, especially once I, you know, gotten involved with the RWA stuff, so... Right, RWA imploded. And I've started, 
Right. And I've started book two of the Vampire Motorcycle Club, and I'm having fun with that. Yay. Oh, I can't wait. And I, have you always wanted to write about a vampire? Because this is your first time writing about vampires, right? It is not, actually. I had a vampire who was a huge ally to the Warriors of Poseidon in my original Atlantis book. So he got his own book, Vampire in Atlantis. Oh. And he was he was an 11,000-year-old vampire. So Wow. <laughs> he's, he's been around for a while. <laughs> He makes Bane look like a baby. <laughs> right? Spring chicken. But his heroine was an 11,000-year-old Atlantean princess who had been in stasis. So it was a lot of wow. fun to her join the world. Yeah. And I had so much so cool because... writing. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I just oh, so I was just going to say that... Vampire in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. That I knew I had to write more someday. Fun, and I love that you it gave him a heroine who was the same age because I've written vampires too, and I have this inkling of dude, he's so much older than her, <laughs> even though he looks the same. Age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the problem was she'd been in stasis all this time, so she was an eleven thousand year old virgin. That was a lot of pressure. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, he really she was had like, them. Daniel, this sure. better be good after all this time. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. For the people who haven't read you before, are all your all your books have humor in them, right? I mean, I know the the humorous mystery series is very funny, but but the paranormal romances, even though there's fights and all that, does your humor carry through? It does. I have. A, that's just my voice. You know, I've always been able to look at the darkest situation and find the funny in it. And sometimes there's black humor, but there's always going to be some humor when you've got a group of people working together and dealing with, you know, some life or death situations. They've got to be able to find some humor or, you know, you're going to crack. It can't be all mm-hmm. misery all the time. So even even books that I think are my darkest, people say, oh, that one scene, that was so funny. And it's, uh, you know, because humor is a stress relief. Right. Yeah, it's definitely the valve to let off all that, all that steam. Yeah, absolutely. So I saw when I peeked at, uh, the, new, at the new book, at Bain's Choice, it's coming out in audiobook too. Have you heard the audiobook yet? Is it super sexy? I have not heard it yet. Okay. Um, yeah, this is not, this was not, I did not produce this. This was a brilliant audio and I'm looking forward to hearing it when everybody else does. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I never listened to audio. And then when my first series came out in audio, I thought, well, I should listen. And I was like, wow, these are amazing. So now I listen to half the books I read in audio now because the narrators are just so fantastic. They make it, you know, it's, it just, it's sort of like a different facet of the book. Um, it's really neat. They're, they're so amazing. Do you listen to audiobooks? I do listen to audiobooks. Um, it mostly nonfiction. 
um, when I if I drive uh, to visit my kids at school, then I'll pop in an audiobook. I admit I have a hard time listening to my own books in audio because it just feels weird. <laughs> but with yeah, my mysteries, they're yeah, with my mysteries, they're first person, and uh, Tess, who is the the narrator protagonist, she is the most like me of any character I've ever written. So I'm actually going to put all those in audio and narrate those myself in 2021. What? Oh my gosh, you are so brave! Wow, that's so cool. I <laughs> I'm love looking it. forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, are you fun. building a sound booth? Yes. Wow. Well, my husband, the engineer, is building the sound booth. And it's basically going to be oh, in I our walk-in closet. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I also told excited. him he's going to do the sound editing for me. So. Oh, it'll be a family affair. Exactly. <laughs> Got to put the family to work. <laughs> right? Oh, I love it. So we're rapidly running out of time, but I'm sure that you have a bunch of promo going for Bain's Choice. Are there contest people? enter do they need to go follow you on facebook and twitter what how do you want readers to get in touch with you i know there's a goodreads contest going on right now and uh i'm off um caught off guard a little bit so i don't have the link handy but if they go to my facebook page they can at, at author Alyssa day i'll put a link up there and uh Yay. i'm running periodic contests over the course of the next week too um, yeah. And I'm and at they should all com, sign so. up for your, yeah, go to elicaday.com and sign up for the newsletter because I'm guessing there will probably be things in there too, right? There are always things in the newsletter. There's gifts and prizes and there's behind the scenes information. There's pictures of the pugs and the dog and the baking and it's just oh. fun. I sent, <laughs> I sent out a newsletter cleanup email the other day saying if you don't want to be on the newsletter anymore, click here. And instead I got a whole bunch of people writing me going, no, no, don't take me off your newsletter. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Oh, you know, so sometimes we send this stuff out and it's like we're sending it into a void. So it's nice to know people are actually exactly. reading them. Yeah, yeah, and everybody, you will, trust me, you will love seeing pictures of her dogs. Adorable. (laughs) (laughs) So good luck with the book next week. I can't wait for everyone to read it. It's fantastic. So go pre-order, Bane. Go um, sign up for Alyssa's newsletter, and thanks so much for being here today. Thanks so much for having me, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Love Thanks for joining us on Book Life. Be sure <laughs> to connect later. with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers. <laughs>